0: Hey everybody, thanks for listening. This is episode 10 of the Working 2 and 8 podcast, and I am your host, Craig Johnson. This week, I am joined in my office by Alexis Weber of Wandering Pine Studio. Did I say it right?
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. Hello Alexis, and welcome.
1: Hi, i excited to be here.
0: Good. You're not as nervous as we <laughs> thought you were before. No,
1: I'll
0: be good. <laughs> so you've listened to the show before, so I you kind of got an idea of what we're going to do. Yep. I'm going to beat you up a little bit or pick on you, or that hopefully you can good. pick on me back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alexis, the the mission of the podcast is simple. Uh, Working 218 is out to connect entrepreneurs through a collection of stories, learning what passions have landed and or kept them here to live their dream of owning and operating their business in northern Minnesota.
1: Awesome. Make sense?
0: Yeah. So hopefully you and I can sit here and we can just have a random conversation we can learn a little bit about you, a little bit about your studio, um, which we'll get to, and hopefully we can help somebody else that maybe is in your same shoes trying to get their own little business up and running. Sound good? Sounds good. Good. So, Alexis, you, as I gathered earlier today, are not from the Brainerd area.
1: I'm not, no. I've only been here a year and a half, roughly. Not so very
0: long. The, the best year and a half of your life, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's been interesting. It's been fun and it's a new environment to meet new people and see what's going on around here.
0: Good. So tell us a little bit about Alexis. So where you where you started, where you grew up, Sure. how you ended up here in Brainerd.
1: Yeah. It's far away from where I'm from. I'm 24. I uh, grew up in Sturgis, South Dakota. So I stayed there. So, halfway through my senior year of high school, actually, and then I moved to Casper, Wyoming. Um, It's
0: a beautiful country out there. It's okay. I like it. I like it. I
1: didn't like Casper as much, but it was a good experience. They had a lot of art programs in their high school that I didn't have in Sturgis, and that led me to go to art school um, that fall. So, I moved all the way to Minneapolis. I was really dead set on living in a city, didn't want to live in a small town anymore, um... Now they have a (laughs) city. Welcome to Brainerd. (laughs) Right. Now I'm here, but I realized that I kind of missed that environment when I was in the cities. So I met my boyfriend and he's from around Brainerd and we ended up moving up here to be closer to his family. And it's just really expensive to buy a house in the city. So here we are.
0: (laughs) No, that's cool. And now Sturgis, you say small town, but I think, so I'm very familiar with Sturgis, my company. I happen to go there every single year. Um, And when I'm there... It's huge. It's there's huge. so many people. Right. But typically, like I've I've been to Sturgis when there's nothing going on. What's the population? It's a very small town, isn't it?
1: I don't know the exact, but I know there was like 700 kids in my high school. So it was pretty small.
0: Well, that must pull for oh, total kids. Yep. Yeah,
1: because I actually lived like 30 minutes outside of Sturgis. So that's kind of the area. You either go to Sturgis or you go to Rapid City. Um, but it was pretty small.
0: Yeah, and Sturgis and Rapid City are forty-five minutes apart, so mm-hmm. it's not like there's a lot of small towns close to each other. There's not. It's no. the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a very small town. Um, you know, like I say, the perception is it's this big, massive yes. place where they have all these parties, which yes. they do, but
1: for a few weeks. Of yeah, <laughs> it's
0: not common. So, got you out of Sturgis, Casper. That's not much bigger of a city, is it, or uh, is it?
1: it was too terribly i think it's about a little bit smaller than rapid city was oh but I didn't my think it was that school big. doubled so i went from like 700 kids to like 1400 kids and i was so shy because it was i had three months of school left and i was there for one one english class was all i had to take huh. but i started taking an art class there that was more advanced i took some college classes in art and that's kind of what i realized that's what i wanted to do when i grew up i guess um is really explore arts and see where that takes me.
0: Well, we know where it took you, <laughs> brought you to Brainerd. Right. How, how old were you when you decided that that was the way you wanted to go? It was obviously before you were a senior.
1: Yeah. Well, and in, so instead, just they really only had like one or two art classes, and they were pretty general. It was a little bit of painting, a little bit of pottery, just a little bit of everything. Um, but my art teacher showed me this portfolio exhibit, that the college that I went to actually was in charge of. And it was about eight art schools across the country and you just show them your work and that's when I, talking to them, realized that it's what I really wanted to do. So I further pursued it when I moved to Casper um, and it really helped because my art teacher there actually went to art school. So he really, really pushed me and we became really close and then I decided to go to Minneapolis.
0: That's cool. So you you learned it at a young age, you decided to pursue it and now you're yeah, trying to make a living out of it.
1: It's really hard when you get out of college because you're like, what am I going to do with this art degree? But I wouldn't have done anything different. It was a lot of fun and it was really it gets more intense than I think people think art school is, but it pushes you to realize how much you need to be motivated when you get out of school and be prepared for that. So it was a really good learning experience.
0: So, I'm not an art guy, like <laughs> yeah. I can draw stick people <laughs> um so yeah, art school I wouldn't even know where that goes because I probably mm-hmm. took the art classes in school that we had to take, right which are pro- sounds like maybe what was offered in Sturgis mm-hmm. so what for people that want to get into art that are listening to this, what do they do to get into yeah more advanced art than i don't know would we call it grade school art,
1: yeah. In surgery, I just kind of pushed it a little bit. I was like, okay, this is what I'm really interested in. They would let you take independent studies and just do whatever you want to do along with your teacher. That's what I did in Casper, and then they put me in some college art classes. Um, And then for the portfolio is what you turn in for the college, your acceptance thing, I guess. And you just basically have to do all these certain requirements. So you have to make a still life, you have to do kind of this broad portfolio and then they go off of that to see if you get in. I actually think it's pretty easy to get in. They let a lot of people in. If you know, that looks like they have potential, it's just getting in, then you really really get pushed to further pursue those and I remember this is going to stick with me for the rest of my life. My first class as a freshman in college, my professor said, half of you are gonna be dropped out and on drugs by the time you're a junior. <laughs> and the other half of you think you're painters and you don't have to shower for a week and just wear your paint clothes and paint your horses, but that's not how this works. And I was so scared. I was like, oh my God, this guy's intense. But honestly, it was pretty true. Like a lot of people do drop out really fast, it seems like, um, cause it is a lot of work. You're not taking tests, but you're really like physically involved in things and constantly busy.
0: Hmm. That's, that's funny. <laughs> Half so of you funny. are going to drop out. Half of you aren't going <laughs> to Yeah. <clears throat> so now you're trying to make this studio. Now you is, is the end goal to make this the full-time job? This is all you're going to do?
1: I would like to, yeah. So Kay. I'm trying to pursue. It hasn't really been that long that I've been. I'm at Franklin Arts Center right now. It's been... Yeah. Less than a year. Um, So my goal right now is to just start doing art fairs and art shows. I applied to have some stuff in the Crossing downtown. I'm waiting to hear back if their committee approves of being in there and just kind of getting into local shops. And hopefully that will pursue me into having my own shop one day.
0: Well, you have your own shop. I was there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So that's more, I guess, open to the public for them to come in and really see things.
0: Is that how artists make it they start doing these shows and events um and they start marketing that way or is there something else that is like an artist's secret
1: so a lot of uh, things we were taught in school was actually just to put yourself out there keep making things um even i work a full-time job so it's not something i can just do it it's i have to have time after work i need to push myself to do those things but it's important to really network with other artists because you get a lot of opportunities that way, as well as apply for grants. It was something that was pushed a lot in college. You know, Apply, apply, apply. And you might apply for 20 grants and you might get denied for all 20 grants. But then maybe one day you'll get one and you'll get enough money to live off of for a year or at least for a project and kind of move project to project.
0: So a couple things. Yeah. You're currently working a full time job yes so that actually leads me to a few things so you're currently working a full-time job which I think a lot of people don't understand it takes money to get into business Yes.
1: right yes
0: so you're doing what you have to there that's Mm -hmm. good Um, working a full-time job how do you have your shop open explain a little bit about how that Franklin Arts Center works because I came to see you and it was kind of like I got to school two hours early Right. You know, even the teachers weren't there yet. So <laughs> No,
1: it's a quiet space, so I use it mostly for my studio space. We make things in there. They have a few events that we have the doors open for. If anybody reaches out to me, you know, I'm always open. I've met a few people there. It's kind of a reach out on Facebook or any way that someone contacts me. I'll go and meet them there after work in the evening. I'm usually there a lot on the weekends, but it's pretty quiet in there. So that's why I'm hoping to have a space where I can be there more and have people come in more Um, and that's what i'm hoping even just having some stuff at like the crossing if that works out to have that exhibited there
0: so what is the crossing you've mentioned it a couple times
1: it's the crossing arts alliance downtown it's really one of the only art places in town it has a little gift shop of local artists they have exhibits they have classes there that people can take I'm currently in a group called the Brainerd Art Guild, and we are just a group of artists that meet there once a month and play in shows together, just to kind of meet other people and network and get connections with other artists.
0: So, where is the Crossing Arts Alliance?
1: It's right on downtown. It's um on Laurel Street.
0: Downtown and- Brainerd. Yep. Okay, and it's someplace it's open business hours. Yep. So if you have a display of your stuff in there, is it? your display of stuff or is it tagged like a garage sale and
1: they each have their own tags on the gift shop but they have like a featured artist of the month that they choose and then that's pretty right in front of the window that they choose you and then they'll have like a gallery show every month or so where they have some work up so i actually have a show opening tonight there with the art guild that we have some pieces in from everybody in the
0: group oh i didn't know that you didn't say that earlier yeah. <laughs> So that's tonight, which this is recorded, obviously, yeah, so this will be, be this too one. late. Yeah, you'll miss it now. It'll be up for me. So
1: I guess when this comes out, I'll probably be right at the end of when this show is up.
0: Okay. So you do these shows. You said you're a member of this group. What does mm-hmm. the group do?
1: We meet every last Thursday of the month, and we, just, we have a budget. We talk about shows that we could be in, how to spend that budget, really just to get ourselves out there and sell some of our own work and just We really want the Art Guild to be known in Braitart. It's really kind of quiet right now, so we're working on promoting it to get more people in the group to just grow and have this
0: really strong arts community. So what's the benefit for Wandering Pine Studio to be a member of this group?
1: We will be having a pretty big spring show, and then in the fall they'll have one right before Christmas time. So it just kind of helps promote my work and then get that out there hopefully in another way for people to see things that I'm doing.
0: Is there a fee to be a member of this group?
1: Yeah, it's only $20 a year, so it's pretty easy to join, and then you get, uh, I think, quite a bit of exposure if it keeps building the way it is.
0: For 20 bucks a year, that seems like a...
1: Yeah, it's I mean, a good that's, deal. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, yeah, you can foolishly spend more than that. Right. Going out to eat.
1: Yeah, easily.
0: So you said uh, applying for grants. Mm-hmm. What would you apply for a grant for? Now I'm not an artist, so I don't know. So
1: there's some. There's actually the Five Wings Art Council has some for growing that you just apply for a project um, and just you have to. There's a lot to do for it. You have to say what your project is, your budget, how much time it's going to take you. You really have to have it like honed in on what you're doing specifically. And there's a lot of that actually in the cities and in Minneapolis or Minnesota. Um, one thing I learned in college too was that we're actually one of the states with the most grant opportunities for artists outside of New York City. So there's a lot of opportunities and there's a lot of resources online to fill those out. But it's usually kind of project to project and then you showcase it typically at the end in some sort of gallery show or some sort of event that shows what you've been doing for the last year, however long your grant was for.
0: So the grant basically just pays you wages so you can work on this project. What would a project be, like an example?
1: Something I'm really wanting to do for my grant that I'm applying for is just to make a, another jewelry line that's really more advanced and pushing me um, harder on my practice. So I really want to take some metal smithing classes and see if I can make everything from start to finish. Because uh, most of it's handmade, but I've been buying the metal parts from manufacturers. So I really want to be able to do a completely handmade jewelry line and then use that money for that for a year.
0: So Talk about your jewelry line. You and I connected through Instagram. Well, yeah. actually we connected because your husband and my brother were going to dinner together and I popped yeah. in and I ran into you there. But then I think it was just Instagram. Basically, we put together this meeting, so social yeah. media. So how do you market yourself?
1: Social media is something I think is really important, especially for my age of people. So I just try to post on it pretty regularly. um make sure I'm taking... Photos that look good, Uh, and then I try to like constantly connect with other people on there. I actually have a friend that helps me out with that a little bit too on my Instagram, so that I'm able to communicate. And I feel like I've made quite a few like I guess I would say friends on there. You kind of get this little knit of people that you start conversing with, and then you're sharing ideas or having conversations about your work because. The jewelry, I use resin, like epoxy resin, to make it. It's a pretty small community, and so it's easy to meet people on Instagram that way and just share your tips with each other.
0: Sure. So you do you have an Instagram store, Facebook store?
1: I have it on Etsy right now. So my Instagram and my Facebook are connected to my Etsy.
0: Okay, so you sell direct. You don't have to come into the store and get it. You'll ship nope. it anywhere. Yep. So how do you promote that?
1: I've just been on. Just through social out. media? Yeah. That's why I really want to push that this year. I go down to part-time hours in the summer at my job, so I'm going to really hit it hard in the studio and try to promote it because I'm really interested in more face-to-face sales too and seeing how else I can promote it and sell things other than through the shop because I do think Instagram is good for meeting people, but it hasn't brought a lot of business yet. I've met a lot of people on there and talked to a lot of people, but it hasn't brought in
0: a lot of business so when you're meeting these people and talking to these people i'm assuming they're all in the same business
1: yeah for the most part it has been people that are making handmade jewelry um, different resin things
0: because you can really make
1: anything out of resin
0: um so have you asked these people hey how are you getting more business
1: i haven't but i should mostly it's been (laughs) Like, oh, I'm having issues with something and they've been doing it longer and we could just kind of share tips. Or people have reached out to me and asked how I've done things and just sharing general knowledge. But I should definitely ask
0: that. <laughs> so I think, and that's, you know, the, a lot of people are afraid to ask that type of a mm. question. Like, hey, you know, are you, are you selling a bunch of stuff? And they're going to go, hey, it's okay. It's a hobby right. or whatever. Or if it's their full-time business, you're not talking to people that are in Brainerd. If you're on Instagram and Facebook, I mean, they're literally all over the world is what I've learned. You can actually ask them, hey, what can I do that's going to bring more people through the door?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's people on there that they just make like 20 pieces and they instantly sell out. I mean, it's crazy. I love following those people because it makes me realize what I could do if I really keep pursuing it.
0: So... I would say then you should be asking them those questions.
1: Yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> That's a good idea.
0: What's, um, what's been, you've been in the, the art center since August. Mm-hmm. So what's been your biggest challenge now? Did you do this at home first?
1: I didn't. I kind of took a break when I came out of college. I think I was just a little burnt out. I went right into a job that was related to what I went to school for. I went for printmaking. Um, and bookmaking. So I took a job screen printing and it just killed me. <laughs> I hated it. I didn't want to come home and do it because I've been doing it for eight hours every day. Sure. So I took a little break and then started up a little bit, but it really didn't until I got that space at Franklin because it really, I just have more space there and I can use some things that I couldn't do at home.
0: Mm-hmm. And the resin smells and that, I mean, yeah. you don't want that at home necessarily. Right. So you literally started Less than a year ago.
1: Yeah, I hadn't used resin until probably it was probably like October or November, not so very long.
0: Probably six months. Yeah. So what's been as far as getting the studio set up, getting opened up? What's been the biggest challenge? What can people of working two and eight do think, to help you?
1: I think just getting to have foot traffic in the building, or even having it elsewhere. I just need to be able to find resources in the area to get more exposure because um, I can make and make and make all day long but then it just sits in my studio and what do I do with all this jewelry? I don't want it all to myself. <laughs> so just really, I guess, having the exposure to people in the area has been the biggest thing to...
0: So you joined this art thing. Yep. Um, what else have you done?
1: The, that and then I will be at a few art shows. One, this will be after but in may 11th i'll be at the high school for an art fair i'm going to try to do some more this summer all local in the area um and just really try to stay active i think in the crossing arts alliance and in our art guild and see where that takes me because there's a lot of people with a lot of resources and all of these little businesses in the area
0: my suggestion is start tapping into those wells of information yeah and use that um you know, you might find yourself with a notebook and pages and pages and pages of notes of mm-hmm. things that people had. You can't flip through all those pages in one day, but, so. you know, you can always flip through there and go, oh, I should try that this month or I yeah. should try that. So one of the things, and I don't know why this popped into my head, but the Little Falls thing, yes. that thing is huge.
1: Yes, I've heard about that one. So that would be awesome to be a part of.
0: Um And I would assume it's just a matter of paying for a booth. Right. So... That leads me to a question, because that's what my business, I do a lot of. I travel mm-hmm. all over, rent this booth space, or negotiate it in with whoever I'm going there with. Um, And, you know, you take your cost of goods minus your booth space. How much stuff do you actually have to sell?
1: Right. Um,
0: so, I don't know what your margins are. I would assume they're okay. This isn't the shark tank, so we don't have to, <laughs> yeah. like, grill into that <laughs> in front of everybody. But I would assume there's a fair bit of profit in what you're selling Mm -hmm. so if you can get into some of these shows how much stuff do you have to make how much money do you have to spend to have enough inventory to justify being at the show
1: so usually um when making them i can make like 16 molds at a time or something so really i can make and produce them really fast it would be totally doable to have them at a booth and i think make profit getting into those and just really putting it out there
0: so another thing that I think of where, and I don't know how expensive this is, but like the county fair. Oh yeah. Does people, do people have booths like that? I would think so. I, I haven't been, so. so here's the thing. So every year I go to Sturgis at the county fair. So I haven't been to the yeah, county I fair here to it in here years. Um, but we've stumbled across things like in Gregory Park, there's this show where they yeah. sell all this kind of random stuff mm-hmm. and you know, you walk through and go, dang, I didn't know that stuff was around. And that's where, like, your stuff, I had had no idea what it is. Renee saw it, and she's like, oh, my God, that is beautiful.
1: Yeah, that's what I've been really trying to dig into. But it seems it's easier to think about them and try to – it takes a little bit of digging to find them. It really does online because it's under some weird little side tab on some website. So you really have to spend a lot of time researching. Because, yeah, the Gregory Park has, like, Arts in the Park, um – And I know there's a really big one in St. Cloud that's a big art fair. So just trying to see. And I actually have heard of all these through people I've met at other little shows or at the art meetings or anything. So just being able to find those. And I think it would be really great to have some sort of resource that puts all of those together. Remember
0: that notebook I mentioned? Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of art things like that going around. I think it's just a matter of taking the time to find them and...
0: And a lot of it is just you have to make the time to do it. So yeah. I don't know if, you know, if you, you drive out of the area for product. You,
1: I haven't yet, no.
0: So didn't you say Oh, that? yes.
1: To buy the stuff, yes. To St. Cloud or the cities.
0: So if you're driving to St. Cloud or the cities to buy product, does Chris go with you?
1: Typically, yes.
0: So not both of you are driving. Nope. One of you could have a notebook. Yeah. And you could be thinking of these things. Yeah. And the reason I say that is this is something that we do when we travel. Um, in fact, I can show you this notebook right there that um, that's all people that I want to talk to on this show. Awesome. And that completely came from we left town. We were driving out of town and, uh, you know, grabbed the notebook. Mm-hmm. Renee started writing down ideas. Yeah. Um, the two of you can do that. And you'll be amazed at just these little things you can do that all of a sudden these ideas are just going to. First yeah. off, they start flooding and they become overwhelming. That's why you need to write them down. That's why I need <laughs> right, to write them down. You freak it out. Um. But then you'll go back and you'll be able to find them, and then you'll mm-hmm. be able to put your calendar together. Every place, like you said, it's so hard to find them. You know, yeah, yeah. arts in the park. I'm not an art guy, but I never heard about it. I right. didn't even know it was there.
1: Mm-hmm. So, no, how how
0: do people hear about these things?
1: Yeah, I think it's just a lot of researching. But I mean, that's perfect to just take time them sitting in the car for two hours might as well do something productive for two hours the
0: mm-hmm. radio is just chewing gum for your ears i don't know if yeah. you've ever heard that but it's i have music is perfect. bad um i never almost never listened to it um so uh what was i gonna say there was the how do people find out about this so what do you do to put yourself out there
1: yeah um mostly it's just spent on social media and talking to people in person so I try to wear actually my jewelry as much as possible. So anytime someone's like, oh, I like your necklace or, oh, I like your earrings, I can be like, oh, I actually make these and check this out here or put my business cards in places downtown that I know kind of have similar things. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really, that's what I really want to try to do this summer is push that more. Because like I said, I can make things all day long, but I need to be able to find the right places to push myself and promote it.
0: Do you normally have your business cards on you?
1: I usually do. I ran out in my wallet the other day, so, yeah, I haven't for probably the last week.
0: But So, <laughs> the last week? Yeah. So, if people see, like, I notice you're wearing leather earrings, yeah. which I never knew was a thing.
1: Yeah.
0: So, if I were to comment on those, you need to be able to go, Without
1: here, check them out. Yes.
0: Um, I'm not an expert, but I'm just trying to throw some ideas at no, exactly you. And if something really. sticks, that's good. And hopefully... We have listeners here that are going to reach out to you and go, "Hey, here's a little show somewhere," mm-hmm. or, you know, have, you know I, they'll just check out your website. Hopefully, you want to buy stuff. Right. I mean, we never know. Um, you're brand new. Yes. Essentially, that's
1: why it's good to always hear people listening. Even now, I have a lot of ideas because it's just a little baby still, and I uh, have a lot to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and don't ever stop that. Yeah. You know, it'll always be. Mm-hmm. You have to always watch it like a baby and take care of it and nurture it
1: mm-hmm. and make
0: it grow. Um, but just like a baby, you need a babysitter. You need people to help you with certain right. things. So ask for help when you need yeah. it. Reach out to these people on social media and say, hey, I got a question.
1: Right. And
0: they're going to answer it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's a good resource for you. I don't know if you follow my social media at all. Do you follow my personal page?
1: It just doesn't work into one eight one one right now. Okay,
0: like- so I, in the last, well, it's 35 weeks, so I just happen to know that. Monday, Monday mornings, I do a show every Monday, and it's just that, putting myself mm-hmm. out there. How can I, you know, be of service? Mm-hmm. How can I help? Um, and what I've created is it seems like we've got a community of people that are willing to help people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, It's just a Monday morning show. It's on every morning, every Monday at 8 o'clock, and it's random topics. Um, So if you ever, you know, check it out. But reach out to people, and if you need help, put it out there Mm -hmm. because people are willing to help. The thing with this podcast is I want everybody in the 218 to help each other. Right. So I'm going to learn some stuff here. My business now is, you know, three, it's over three years old, and it's not my first business, but... I still, there are a lot of things that I need to learn. So mm-hmm. starting this podcast, I'm going to learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. Hopefully I can help everybody else learn some stuff and hopefully everybody becomes successful. Yeah. That's what we want. So, um, one of the things, and I, I kind of keep forgetting to ask this of the guests is, um, what keeps you in Brainerd because yours, you can take this anywhere. I
1: could. Yeah.
0: Um, but the Brainerd area you you said you like it yes what keeps you here
1: I think there's a lot of potential and I think there's a lot of art going on around Brainerd Lakes already I I think some of it like for example in my studio at Franklin it just needs more exposure and more activities and I like the challenge of that um, being able to kind of start here and see how do I make this thing grow how do I get to meet people here so it's kind of an exciting challenge that i like Um, the people i've met have been awesome i think from the even the art guild that i'm in people are really willing to help each other and being around other creative people is just a great community to have and knowing people in the area
0: so how can we get more exposure to your room at the art center
1: i'm still trying to figure that out i really want there's so many cool things in that building i want us to have more events or I know something in the cities that the studio spaces like that did is like open doors every Thursday nights. And those were so popular. Just having something like every Thursday or third Thursday, everyone's doors are open for people to even just come see what's going on in that building. Something like that.
0: So why not start it on your own?
1: We should. That's why Chris and I are really starting to push this gallery there as much as we can to get people in the gallery. Because they have a really cool gallery in there. Um and I'm lucky to have Chris in the studio with me cuz he can run ideas off like crazy and he's really really motivated to do things all the
0: time. Yeah, no and it's a it's a cool little studio like you know we kind of walked you, you took us behind the wall. Mm-hmm. Um the wall is one you guys built in there so it kind of hides your workspace but it's a little showroom essentially. Yeah. Um for artsy things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all kinds <laughs> of cool we stuff. Make, yeah.
0: On that note, you're making everything right there at your your studio, at your showroom, and one of the things I was just thinking as we're talking here is you're going to do some shows, so you're going to need inventory, Mm -hmm. so you can make so many different things if it doesn't take long. Why -hmm. not just completely fill your showroom with stuff, start your own Wednesday night, Thursday night, Tuesday night, whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. Jam and jewelry Tuesday, or you know, yeah. something. Um, wandering Pines Wednesday. Yeah. You know, um, that just fits. But, and who cares if nobody else is doing it? Start it's it on your own it. and then let them follow and fall in line with you, and all of a sudden, maybe it'll get big.
1: Yeah. Maybe it won't. Just have the doors open. I think just anything to be going in there.
0: Yeah. yeah. I said Wandering Pines. It's Wandering oh, Pine.
1: That's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had to correct me once. So, which, wild ass Wednesday. By the way, that's taken. But you know, wandering fine Wednesday. Not the same group. You could probably get away with it. Yeah. Um. But you know, something like that where you just kind of start doing it on your own. Mm. Um. Oftentimes, people don't try it in fear of failure. Mm. Does that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So it's
1: like sometimes I'm. I guess, and it shouldn't stop. But it's like, well, no one ever comes in this building, so. I need to open that space, but I need to get over the challenge of figuring out how to get people in there.
0: Right. Well, and it's not that nobody comes in the building, because if nobody went in there, there would be nothing in there. There's stuff in there. You just need to get them to come into your door.
1: Right.
0: Um, You know, that, like I say, you know, you go for it. If it costs you nothing on social media, but maybe, you know, six hours of your time. And the first week, you might only get one person Mm -hmm. or two people. But treat those people like royalty and then they're going to tell someone else mm-hmm. and then, you know, try to come up with something new. You know, if you're doing it once a month, here's a new line yeah. or you bought these new molds so you can make this new stuff or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, maybe you can create something for one night a month.
1: Yeah, that's a good. And point. then everyone
0: else can just fall in line. Right. The people downstairs from you, Oscar and yes. Michelle, have you met them?
1: I have briefly in passing, but yes, they're always busy down they there.
0: They are a riot. <laughs> Get them to help you. Yeah,
1: that's a good
0: idea. Um, team up with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hang stuff in that little studio down there. Yeah. You know, Michelle's a sweetheart. Oscar's hilarious. <laughs> that guy's awesome. But you can create something on your own. You don't have to wait for someone right. else. And I I'd mentioned most people don't try this stuff because they're afraid of it failing. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I've learned is if, if you try it and nothing happens you're right where you are now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So you're not losing anything by trying it. You're gaining the experience of trying it. And if it doesn't work, then you have to try it a different way.
1: Right. And that's, I think, one thing that I took the best from college is you fail at things and that teaches you, you learn how to not do things when you fail.
0: You never (laughs) fail. You're just not always (laughs) successful.
1: Right. If you're not (laughs) failing at something, then you're not pushing yourself hard enough.
0: Right. So... And you can't be afraid of failure. Right. Um, Lord knows I'm not. <laughs> so, and that's like this this podcast, the audio quality. I know it's not great. I made one little improvement here to see how it works. Mm-hmm. Got to make some other improvements, but. It
1: gets better and better.
0: It gets better every time exactly. Yeah. And it would not be getting any better if I didn't start doing it. Right. And I wouldn't have met so many people. I wouldn't have met you. Yeah. I wouldn't have you sitting here. So it's a win already. Yeah. Um. So that's the way to approach everything is just don't be afraid of failing because you know what? You're going to learn something. So it's not really a failure. Yeah. So I think what you got going is it's pretty cool. And I think you can, I think you can do some pretty cool stuff with it. Does anyone else around even do anything like it? That's a question I have. Um, so who else in this area or are the, is there, or are you the only one?
1: I haven't met anyone in the area that does resin jewelry yet. No, um, Because I've actually met quite a few people on Instagram as well, local, but they haven't made resin jewelry. I've seen quite a bit of jewelry at the Crossing Arts Alliance downtown. It's very different from what I do, though. And I've actually read an article, I think it was in the Dispatch, about a dad and I think a daughter that did it out of their garage. They make their own jewelry. So it'd be really nice to make contact with them and kind of see what they do.
0: Well, that would be cool. So that just led me into another entire idea. Why can't you sell their stuff? Yeah. So why not on this Wandering Pine Wednesday? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You have your stuff, their stuff. You've already agreed on the price with them. So you can make money selling their stuff. That's a good idea, too. Or you would just be a dealer for them. You know what I mean? So this just a it just popped in my head while you were talking. But you're the only one doing it. So folks, if you want to get some pretty cool resin jewelry, how do they find it?
1: (laughs) Uh, Facebook or Instagram is probably the best right now. I'm working part of my marketing plan for the summer is to get my website up and running. It's not running at the moment.
0: Isn't your husband a website builder?
1: Yeah, he does. So he's working with me on it. Um, Yeah,
0: let's just get it done. (laughs) He's going to listen, so let's just get it done.
1: (laughs) Tell him, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty busy with his business right now, moving to Niswa. I don't care, you're his wife. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's my main goal <laughs> otherwise i try to if you know if anyone's ever in franklin art center and our lights are on they're more than welcome to come in or we can set up a time and i can meet them there
0: so this is your opportunity to give us how to get a hold of you
1: um basically how do we
0: find you facebook, on facebook on
1: wandering pine studio instagram again wandering pine studio i'm pretty fast at responding more so probably on facebook is a little bit easier but i have my contact info on both of those
0: perfect So what, and we can get this wrapped up. I know we both have to get back to our our real jobs, but do you have any questions? Anything that the listeners can help you with? Any questions of me before we close this?
1: I think just any, I would take any advice on really getting anything going because it does kind of seem like it's, okay, how do I, how do I really promote this other than on my social media? Because I can, I'm familiar with that, but I don't really, there's a little hump I need to get over past that to keep going
0: yeah and we all run into that so that's a fair question um so the big thing my advice is get yourself out there more um i don't know if you do daily posts or if you do Mm -hmm. advertised posts or um which you're on facebook instagram i happen to do both my demographic of customer still uses facebook
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um i don't know your exact customer base what you're looking for um so you, you kind of fine tune that to, to cater to what you need and you'll, sure. you'll get it. Yeah. It'll be good. So, Keep going. <laughs> right. So find, find Alexis on Instagram and Facebook at wandering pine studio. That's it's all one word. So that's probably where I got the pines. Yeah.
1: It kind of just blends together. Yeah.
0: So, so folks, if you like what you're listening to, please share this and tell everybody else. If you don't shoot me a message, um, Hopefully y'all do. So we are at Working218 on Instagram, Facebook, Working218 at gmail.com. If you'd like to come on board and have a little chat, let's do it. And I look forward to meeting and talking to everybody and making all of 218 successful. Alexis, thank you for coming in.
1: Thanks for having me.